chapter seven, in which we hear from the ghosts of Deptford past, Deptford present, and Deptford yet to come. You should now be standing on the corner of Longshore and Bowditch, in an area called The Terrace. You should be able to see in front of you some flats with three walkways between them, and to your right a road with some older terraced houses and a beautiful arched gateway at the end. Please check your map for details. Are you ready? Let's proceed. Right here, we have a foot in the past, the present and the future. You see the walkways in front of you? Now look left on the fifth floor, four windows in. The one with the white net curtains. Can you see it? Well, there lived Grandmother Li Nyo. She arrived in Deptford as a refugee from Vietnam in the early 1980s and settled here on the Peeps estate. She had all kinds of different jobs over the years, but what she really loved to do was tell stories. Li never told her own story of her frightening journey here in an overcrowded, flimsy boat. The times she nearly died, the scary storms and fear of pirates and starvation. How glad she was to feel solid earth beneath her feet when she settled here in Deptford. How she cried when she knew her journey was over. Instead, on the first Wednesday of every month around seven o'clock, Lee told an epic tale, one of her favourites from back home, to the kids on the estate. She used handmade puppets and songs to illustrate her tales and everyone loved them. One of Lee's favourite stories went like this. One day, a long time ago, there was a princess who was the daughter of the king of heaven. She fought hard on the bank of the silver river. One day, she met a young man who was a herder of buffalo. He was also very hardworking, and they fell in love. The king of heaven, he let them get married, only if they keep up the hard work after. Well, you know how it is when you first get together, hmm? Long days spent there believe in the bedroom, if you get my meaning. <gasps> they so happy. They forgot to carry on with the work. The king of heaven was angry and ordered them to be separate on either side of the silver river, only allowed to look at each other but never to meet. Only one month in the lunar year are they allowed to meet. And when they do, they cry with so much joy that the month is known as the month of a short and sharp shower and still is to this day in Vietnam. Lino finished the story, took her applause from the children and thanks from their parents who were glad she told their little rascals a story that punished laziness. Lee told this story one last time on March the 4th, 2020. When she finished, she smiled and closed her eyes. When she opened them again, she found herself on the banks of the Mekong River and from then on, she spent her days watching the water flow slowly in the sunlight without a care in the world. 
drinking tea with the King of Heaven. Now look to your right to the row of terraced houses ending in the arched gateway. Thomas Holden lived in that house right in the middle there in 1899 with his wife Elizabeth and daughters Margaret and Nancy. Thomas was a medical officer for the great trade ships that sailed out of the Royal Docks. In July of that year, he set sail for the West Indies. He intended this to be his last trip. Once home, he planned to start a small doctor's practice in Lewisham. He returned home in November to discover that his whole family had been wiped out by diphtheria. Devastated and lost, Thomas spent the next year a shambling drunk, a shadow of his former self. He spent his savings on mediums and psychics who held supernatural rituals in his home trying to contact his dead family. The people he hired were frauds, of course, that they gave him no comfort. But one night, Thomas claimed he did see a spirit from another world. A dock worker who was trying to get a message to his still-living wife. After that, Thomas said he saw ghosts everywhere. He said Deptford was thick with the spirits of the dead from all over the world. Gut girls, stevedores, lost children, slaves and travellers asking Thomas to deliver messages, to help them seek revenge or simply listen to the stories of their lives and deaths. Thomas had found a new purpose. He devoted the rest of his life to helping the departed find some peace. Then on February the 15th, 1938, Thomas finally saw his wife and daughters and they beckoned him to follow them through that archway. Thomas followed and was never seen again. Oh, that was well creepy, mate. Look, just to reassure you lot, yeah, there's no such thing as spirits, in my humble opinion. Apart from rum. Yeah, that's a spirit I believe in. Rum's a spirit, innit? Alright, yeah, let me tell you about a mate of mine, yeah, who is at this present moment playing FIFA on his PlayStation in that room just up there. Just to the right of the lower walkway if you look towards the modern flats. You see it? That's him there. First on the right. Anyway, he's up there at the moment playing FIFA on his PlayStation, currently losing 4-0 to an eight-year-old from Madrid. <laughs> right, that boy is Daniel Bailey. But it's the Daniel of 2022 we're interested in. That's when the important stuff happens. But let's get there, yeah? Daniel will leave this estate with a loan and a head full of dreams for university in 2019. His mum working two jobs to pay for his tuition fees and him juggling three part-time jobs just to be able to survive. Astrophysics is his love and he has a tremendous gift for invention. In 2022, just before he graduates, my mate Daniel will have a eureka moment that will change history forever. While drinking a cup of tea and looking out of that window, he suddenly knows how to harness the energy of nothing. That space between your fingers. 
the space beneath your foot, the moment before it hits the ground. All of that emptiness is matter and energy just waiting to be harnessed. It will take just five years before Daniel's idea results in a battery that provides infinite power for this whole estate. Not long afterwards, the whole world will follow suit. So let's just say an early thank you to Daniel, a local hero to be. And by the way, I don't care how talented he is, Daniel never gets any better at FIFA. I suppose it's my turn. Well, I shall make this quick. Follow me. Walk down the road with the old terraced house to your right. When you get to the archway gates, stop at the entrance before the main road. But take your time, enjoy the view and keep listening, as this chapter hasn't ended yet. Right, here in this window, the Turner family had a discussion over dinner about the recently declared World War I, deciding that it would definitely be over before Christmas. In this exact spot, Maisie Adeganodo was waiting for her date, Jonathan Bloom, to pick her up to go and see a new band called Squeeze in New Cross. He never turned up, so she went on her own. By this wall, a dog called Bertie huddled down for safety as the bombs rained down on the docks, heavier here than anywhere else in London throughout World War II. His owners found him the next day. By these front doors on the right, a conversation took place between two neighbours about the first female Prime Minister and about how one voted for them and the other one didn't. They had a row and never spoke again. In this area on the left, a party took place celebrating the crowning of a new queen. The seagull stole a bowl of coronation chicken, but nobody minded. Someone was sick here, here, and just where you're walking now. Sorry about that. Someone was conceived here, and someone else was punched in the nether regions for getting too frisky around about here. Whew. I'm worn out now. Thank you, Beach. They're all here. All the people who have lived here and everyone who will live here in the future. You just have to pay attention. Their stories are all around us. In the names of the roads and the buildings. In the things they left behind. In what they broke and what they built and what they dreamed of. They say if you come here to this beautiful archway on December the 21st around midnight, you might see Daniel, Lee, Thomas and the others from the past and the future chatting and keeping each other company on the longest night of the year. You'll have to look through one eye and squint quite a bit, but they are there, and they always will be as long as Deptford lasts, which, as we all know, is forever. Now turn left down Grove Street, past the Peeps Estate, until you get to a zebra crossing. Cross the crossing and carry on walking down Grove Street, past the Riverside Youth Club, and turn right onto Oxtall's Road. Keep going up until you pass Eddystone Tower on the right, and come to the marker on the map about halfway up the road. Have a listen to Moira as you walk. Once you're in place, remember, play Chapter 8.
Hi, I'm Moira Corain. I run the Deptford Park Play Club inside Deptford Park. We serve families with children under five term time. And in the holidays, we allow older children and older people to come into the play club. We have volunteers running the play club. And one of my um, dad's volunteers to sing at 11 o'clock every day, Monday to Friday. If you're passing, please come in at 11 o'clock and join in. He has a vegan song adapted to the old MacDonald tune about some roasted red pepper, an aubergine and garlic. And if you come in, we'll tell you how to sing it.